Welcome to Women, Life, and Science with Cecilia Zapata-Harms. Over the next hour, you will hear Cecilia and her guests discuss, share, and inspire you with the stories of life, careers, challenges, successes, stories about their own lives. Now, here is Cecilia. Good morning, Women, Life, and Science listeners. Uh, We are in for a treat today. Co-hosting with me today is our great friend, Wendy O'Shaughnessy, and everyone has listened to her on the show many times. We met her, you all met her, uh, December 2022, I think, Wendy, was that right? I think that was the first time. So, And we talked a lot about so many different things from your journey, uh, transitioning from a different career to another but also just overall journey from having to lead at 250 men <laughs> sailors at that when when no one has even really talked to you about about uh, what you needed to do there and that and I thought that was kind of an interesting story. But today, um, as as everyone have know this is that we have been talking about, especially in the last podcast that we had, about how our minds, mindsets, how our minds, how we think about certain things and the journey and the experiences that we have really play such a, an important and impactful um, uh, way into how we navigate through those experiences and changing them from a feeling of negativity to positivity. In addition to that, I think we also, um, some of the barriers that we need to uh, get over are the stories that we tell ourselves. And we, and as women, (laughs) I tell you, we are known to tell stories about ourselves, even though that's not even what the story is all about. I mean, we tend to kind of do these stories based on what we think think our perception of what is happening and 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 a lot of it has to do with with our um just our mindsets so welcome wendy how are you how are you today i'm great i'm having a great day got my workout in this morning so i'm feeling good yeah, <laughs> i did not want to do it today but i crawled to that oh. gym and did it <laughs> Oh, I tell, well, there goes the mindset, right? I, I tell you, I, um, gosh, you know, I, <laughs> we were talking about workout. We, this morning, I was like, oh man, I really don't want to do this. I just don't want to do this workout today. And I said, no, but I'm going to do it. Um, because one, I started to tell myself how, great I feel after I do it right those endorphins and those feel-good hormones just come in plus also it's actually kind of nice to have that done and I also noticed that that my energy is higher um when when uh, you know after after I do it I mean I was sluggish when I woke up this morning for sure but Of course, well, my brain too. also, <laughs> right? I know, right? I did totally. 14 hours of flying this week, 14 hours of flying. So I was jet lag, 
feeling like crap. But I don't know if you notice these, but like when I work out, like I get a glow to my skin for the whole day. That just brightens me up a little bit that you just don't get otherwise. Like I've noticed that because people yeah. comment on that. Yeah. There's a little, yeah, it is. It's a, it's a, it's a certain glow that you do get. Yeah. I don't know what it is, whether you just sparkle or, well, you sparkle anyway, honey, oh, all the time. So <laughs> I think, I think the blood's just moving in the right places, yeah. you know, through the lymphatic system. So Exactly. And speaking of lymphatic systems, as we know, a lot of the things that we're going to be talking about today has to do with, with our lymphatic system too. Because uh-huh. stress sure. hormones, you know, uh, are affected by that as well. Okay, yeah. so for our audience today, um, as mentioned, we are going to talk about and walk through. Uh, Wendy and I did this workbook. The workbook, uh, the book is called "Winning the War in Your Mind," and it's by uh, Craig Groeschel. Groeschel? Groeschel? Groeschel, yeah, he's a pastor. Yeah. Groeschel, he's yeah, he's a pastor, and and it's and it, the caption at the bottom, and for those who are watching videos, uh, it's change your thinking, change your life, and I have this this thing about workbooks, Wendy. I'm sorry. When I, whenever I, I, whenever I have to do a workbook, I really, again, this is like changing the, the mindset about it. I have this thing. I have this reaction to workbooks. I don't know why. I have no idea why. Maybe it's just because for decades I've done them, you know, and maybe I'm oversaturated by, by them, but even started to get going with this one was a little challenging. That said, however, I started reading it and I couldn't put it down, but man, was it hard very to do this hard. workbook. Yeah, very hard. Um, I, I have to say I was a little shocked about how, how far inside myself I had to dig. I've, I mean, we've been on this journey a long time, see, so we've been doing a lot of self-work, a lot of self-analysis, um, yes. and, and then I realized, oh my God, like, I've been on the surface the whole time. I have not gone to the, this was a new level. Um, it was powerful. Like, I was stunned. I was really stunned. It, it, it took me aback. It was very challenging. There's still some things I couldn't completely answer. Um, Me too. I'm going to have to go back and keep working on this because, you know, he starts off, you know, in the first, you know, even in the interjection, you know, our lives are always moving in the direction of our thoughts. And... And he really breaks that down and shows how psychology, modern psychology has documented and proved things on cognitive behavioral therapy that the Bible wrote about 2000 years ago. Like he can take it back. And it got me thinking because, you know, he asks the question kind of rhetorically, you know, is it time to change your mind? 
Mm -hmm. And he proposes that the war, the whole spiritual war, the whole war, um, you know, for anything we want or crave in our life really is done in the mind. (laughs) That it's not, we keep focusing on external things. What's in front of us right now, we forget the ethereal part of things. Yeah, where the work is. You know, that's not really what gets you there. And, you know, even this first chapter, like, I I don't know about you, but I like, ooh, like, let me read that again. I had to go back and read that again. Um, And, you know, he, you know, he also asked the rhetorical question again, do you like the direction your thoughts are taking you? If the answer is no, maybe this is the time to start to, doing some profound to, change. Yeah, to start yeah. making changes. I want to read the first, this is page seven, part one, mm-hmm. and it's the replacement principle. So the the, the, the the sort of like subtitle, remove the lies, replace with truth. I Remove the lies, replace with truth. Mm-hmm. So let me uh, let me just read the, the bullet points. There's like, what? six of them. Mm-hmm. So as you practice the replacement principle, you will realize how your perception shapes your reality and therefore the decisions you make and actions you take. Perform a thought audit to help you quickly evaluate the different kinds of thoughts occupying your mind and fueling your emotions. Become a thought warrior who can push back against thoughts that are untrue, outdated, and destructive. Ah, that was hard. Identify the lies you believe and see the harmful impact they have on how you see God, yourself, your life, and your relationships with others. Release old lies and redirect your focus to the new truth of God's word. And declare truth in all areas of your thinking as you're as you trust God and live according to his promises. Now we're not, we're, we're not saying we're not going into too deep on the spiritual side because everybody has very different belief systems. And so we're not, we're not going to dive deep into that uh, on the show, but the first four bullets Mm -hmm. are incredibly powerful (laughs) because our own perception becomes our barriers and, and it does shape how we make decisions or move forward towards something that we're trying to create for ourselves. Right. And so um, some people are better at, at it, (laughs) you know, it's like, they're like, you look, I want to go that way and I'm going to put my blinders on. I'm just going to go that way. I don't care what mm-hmm. anybody says. I'm going to go that way, mm-hmm. which is a harder mm-hmm. thing because there, there are lots of other people around you that's going to be affected by Absolutely. what you're trying to do, right? Well, and I think on page 13, you know, he says, a lie believed as truth will affect your life as if it were true. And I don't know about you, but I've, I see that all the time. I even saw it for myself. Like there in my earlier years, you know, I kind of took a victim mentality, 
like everybody was against me. Like I never can do this because the world is against me. You know, I'm stuck in poverty. I'm never going to get ahead. I'm never going to do this until one day you just get so sick and tired of the position you're in. And I do think, and he pointed this out too. I do think you have to get to a state where you're like, I'm just sick of the direction my life's going let's try something new. And I know for myself, I definitely had to change. I had to stop seeing myself as the victim. Um, Yes, bad things happen. Yes, I'm not exonerating those people. But they're just those challenges made me stronger. They developed me in different ways that prepared me for things that were coming in the future. And when I started looking at them that way, my world changed, my opportunities changed, the things that came to me without trying changed. And I think he's kind of, this is a lot of what he's getting at. Um, and and he, I think, um, no matter what your belief is spiritually, the fact that he can go back to the Bible 2,000 years ago, and they've been trying to tell you this, and we still don't always listen to it. But oh, no. that modern psychology, you know, part of therapy, when people go to therapy, it's really about challenging your belief systems and getting you to unpack that and see that that's not always true, that you're telling yourself things that aren't always true. Like, you know, people have different things that come up. Like we talked about this, like at work, they put you in a box. Oh, you can't be this. (laughs) You know, you can't like for him, the author, they told him he wasn't going to be a good pastor because he just didn't do good sermons or public speaking. And he was told (laughs) this all through seminary school and all through, you know, it took a long time. And yet now he is a flourishing and very successful pastor. So, you know, I remember in college, I had an advisor who told me I was really struggling. Um, I was nearing the end of my degrees. And she said, oh, you're a single mom. You really shouldn't be doing day programs. Why don't you go to an alternative evening school for people like you? Yeah. And I was like, oh devastated like I went home and cried because I was like oh my god am I like doing like should I not be doing this this way and I remember being like so devastated and thinking if I believe her I wouldn't have done what I've done already like I wouldn't be at the juncture I am I would have never done the all of these years and have you know, be so close to three degrees. And so I remember I got mad, like a healthy mad where like it makes you determined. And I went back to the university and I went to the, you know, vice principal and I was like, I want to be my own advisor. I don't want to have to have sign off from an advisor who can't believe in me. And I did it. And I just signed off on my own classes after that. Yeah, but what, yeah. if, what if I had believed her? Like, what if I had yeah. let her change my thoughts? Yeah. Well, uh, and, I, and I think this goes over and over and over again. Again, uh, again, I don't, I don't want our listeners to think that we're here to, to do a sermon or anything like that. We're going, we're going through, we went through the workbook and, and yes. if people um, 
want to, if listeners want to um, do the same, uh, obviously we, we uh, recommend that you do if you, if you feel inclined to do so. But it does, um, what, I, what I loved about this workbook, uh, and again, every time I say workbook, I have this kind of like, eh, another one, another one of those. But it does, um, from, from that perspective, if you are, and we're in January, it's a new year, a lot of us are, are trying to make better choices for ourselves. If you are truly serious about it, take the steps. And this could be one of your steps. Voice America is on LinkedIn. Connect with us today. Third Eye Bio LLC marries expertise from across several fields to create a novel platform that assists startup, small, and mid-cap companies attempting to break into the fast-paced biotech sector. With over 30 years in the biotech and life science industries, they have the experience, knowledge, and relationships to help architect and guide your company's goals and initiatives. They have developed a comprehensive approach, each being led and managed by seasoned industry professionals, covering all the necessary elements needed for new company success and market breakthrough. If you are ready to be inspired, energized, and edutained, you've come to the right place with our two life-changing programs at BeTheStarYouAreRadio.com. Live every Wednesday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time, 7 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Listen for our lifestyle show, Star Style, Be The Star You Are, with our host, Cynthia Bryan. Then on Sundays at 3 p.m. Pacific, 6 p.m. Eastern, Teens Talk and the World Listens on Express Yourself Teen Radio. Play with with us at be the star you are radio.com and the voice america empowerment channel change your world change your life voice america empowerment.com you are listening to women life and science have a question for cecilia or her guests Email Cecilia at Cecilia.zh at WLScience.com. Now back to the show with Cecilia. What I loved about his questions, it does make you think. So, for instance, on page 16, um, self-image and self-confidence, you know, he Mm. had questions like, write down behavior you want to change. Mm -hmm. What are the feelings associated with those behavior? Thoughts connected to this behavior and then mm-hmm. false beliefs supporting these thoughts. So I'll I'll start, you know, I'll say that one of the things that I wrote in here is that I tend to put myself down immediately because I'm thinking, oh, I'm too old to do that, right? Uh, mm-hmm. And wish that I was younger uh, when this opportunity came came up to me. And so then when he asked feelings associated with that behavior, well, there's that feeling of unworthiness, right? Or that you don't, I don't have the talent to, or not smart enough to, to do this opportunity. Um, And then thoughts connected to this behavior, same thing. It came up to unworthiness and not smart enough, or the perception of not being smart enough. And then false belief supporting these thoughts is exactly the same. It's all like, 
not smart enough. So then he then he kind of go into that. But you know, you, when you're writing things down, it's like, yeah, I think I used I would do that to myself. Of course, I snap out of it right, <laughs> pretty right, quickly. Right. These days, yeah. I'm like, oh my gosh, I am older and I am wiser and I know yeah. more than you, <laughs> by golly. So <laughs> it's just you know, but it's 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 one of those because you you're kind of like I really don't want to think about that. Well, and I think it's so interesting because I'm kind of like you a little bit with workbooks. I'm not going to lie. And I think some of that's our generation because how many workbooks yeah. have we been dumped on, oh right? God, a lot. So when I first did it, I was like, oh, I'm not writing this stuff down. I just would think I was just thinking through it. Right. And then I was getting through them and I was like, oh, what did I say there? Okay, let me get a pencil and write this down after all. But there is something to writing it down and looking at it on paper because how like how often do we have that thought and it's fleeting and then you know and it's gone it's like a moment and we think oh that didn't it's gone it didn't really cause any damage but it did and so when you write it down and you have to look at it in the light of day I think like it's like an unveiling right so you're unveiling this but I think like one of them is like um do my thoughts cause me to keep people at a distance? I know I'm guilty of that sometimes. Like I kind of keep, I can be known for keeping people at arm's length because, you know, I've had, I didn't used to have, it took me a long time to learn good boundaries and I would get drained by so many people making demands on me and I had a really hard time saying no. And so then poor Wendy was like exhausted and not because it's not their fault. It was my fault because I didn't know how to set those boundaries or say no. But like I had to really think through do I still have some of those old thoughts, even though I'm, I've learned to put my boundaries and it's lots better now? And, you know, are some of these thoughts a little unhealthy and how do they shape my actions then? And then where does that take me? And I think as you do these questions, because some of them are hard, like, like, yeah. oh. <laughs> well, because, and he—that's the thing, right? He dove right into these questions. Really, it's like there's, there's, there's no thinking about how you're gonna, how you're gonna answer. We're just gonna go right in it, and 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 yes. it is literally the subtitle: perception is reality, and absolutely true. Uh -huh. What you perceive is your reality, right? So, uh -huh. for sure, um, yeah. And experiences, yeah. we think that because we've had that experience, we think that that's that we can't change the impact of that experience. And and um, Dr. Sharice Johnson, who who wrote uh, "Expired Mindsets," uh, "Expired Mindsets," she was on the show, and she said the same thing. She's like, "There's we we need to the, we have to have the exercise of being able to." Um, be aware of the words that we say and uh, because that becomes the reality, you know, the, the stories that we tell also becomes the reality of what, where we are. Um, yeah. Okay. I think too, yeah, go ahead. putting that, yeah, putting that down though, getting this first step, I mean, he had a method to his madness, right? You really can't <laughs> change 
what you don't own either. Right. And like, yeah, what's so fascinating about the mind is like, until we stop and really dig in, like, I didn't even like really pay attention that to some of the things I still think that are shaping some things that I personally would love to change. I just, and so you can kind of take these answers and as you move through the rest of the book, as we'll work through it, you'll see that this is like the first step of facing some of the lies you've told yourself or the lies that other people have caused you to believe from childhood or teachers or, you know, whatever that you've taken on. Like we all take on some of the stuff and then you don't, realize that those little seeds of doubt have really grown and manifested into some things that really aren't serving you well and and it's so funny because he does say on uh i went to page 28 uh at the top where he said you know unfortunately if you want to change your life you cannot just change your behavior if only it were that simple, you may be able to change your behavior for a little while, but the behavior eventually, the old behavior eventually resurfaces, right? And so it's absolutely, you mm-hmm. know, that's the thing. It's just like any um, New Year's resolution. We we, we think we're going to change our behavior, but, you know, we've been doing the old behavior for uh, decades, right? And so mm-hmm. changing it overnight does not necessarily mean that it's just going to be, it's going to change just like that. It requires... Mm-mm practice it requires um commitment and dedication and what do they say to change a habit it takes about 21 days to really because that's when your that's when your muscle memory and that's when your your body starts to change with the new behavior um but it requires the mindset Mm -hmm. yeah Mm -hmm. yeah you're you're Mm -hmm. really creating new pathways in your mind that don't solidify i mean because i mean some of us have been doing the same thing for 50 years i mean you can't it may it may take a little longer you know and you may have a few failures on that journey but as long as you don't give up and you're okay and accept you're going to be uncomfortable because new habits aren't comfortable and a lot of times why people give up it's just so easy to slip back into that path of comfortability because you're you're fighting yourself like every time i exercise i'm fighting myself like i wake up and i don't want to get out of bed i don't want to go there but once i get there i'm ecstatic i love the workout i love how i feel afterwards but goodness getting there is a it's a ba- it's a battle of my mind for sure, <laughs> and the bed. Yeah. Oh, and the bed. Yes, of course, especially and if it's bed. cold outside. Yes, <laughs> yeah. and then uh, yeah, I uh, and then um, then he asked this question: When was the last time you tried to make a major change in the way you live your life? I had to think about that. I was like, oh my gosh! I mean, every day is a big change. It feels like, <laughs> <laughs> but you know, I mean actually relocating moving from washington state to south carolina the last two and a half or two and a half years ago that was a major change i mean talk about changing environment altogether um Mm -hmm. it it uh it was definitely you know life but you know you you have to think about that as well and then the memories start you know coming back on how i was feeling then 
the anxiety, yeah. the anxiousness, and um, all those things. Yeah, it wasn't easy. I mean, you did it. You changed your whole world. Your whole mm-hmm. world. Mm-hmm. Um, you reshaped how you live every day, like in one huge swoop, basically. Um, and it is uncomfortable, but look at how happy you are now. Like, oh, but I wasn't at the beginning. It wasn't, it wasn't, it wasn't even the, it wasn't the fact that it was, it was, uh, it was the right thing, but you know, there was there, I was separated from family for a little bit in the beginning Mm. there. And I think that's, Mm -hmm. that was the struggle and trying to kind of, uh, you know, make sure that all that was in line, the Mm -hmm. transition part. Exactly. You're the same way. You had a big Mm -hmm. change just recently and, and now you're in a, in, in an industry still in in healthcare and research, of course, but a totally different indication, what we call modality. And you had to relearn certain things and learning new things too. And that's Mm -hmm. a, that's a big change. Mm-hmm. Big, big yeah. change. I'm surprised I did it still. <laughs> <laughs> I'm surprised that you did it still too, because <laughs> it, they're very different people, right? I mean, yeah, you know, yes. we have been in an oncology world for so long that we pretty yeah. much know everybody, really, everybody, right? Yeah. We run in, we run into, we go, we we get on the airplane and and we see people that we know because you're going yeah. to the same place, right? Um, right. But now you're, it's a very different space. Right. Yeah, it's, it's always different. And it's challenging, too, because, um, you know, when when a community has known you for 20 plus years, there's just a level of respect, a level of trust, and you're like, you lose all that in one swoop, and you have to rebuild. Um because, uh, you know, people have biases about a transfer of skill set and so forth. And so they they don't see that they treat you more as a noob <laughs> instead of yeah. as somebody with experience. It's just been in a different area. It doesn't mean you're any less qualified yeah. or knowledgeable, yeah. you know. So like it, the transit, anytime you transition into new career fields, when you're a seasoned uh, you know, person, I think it, it's always challenging because you get those interesting biases and perceptions that you're dealing with when people's behaviors. And it's kind of funny because they don't even realize they're doing it sometimes, I notice, but they're very, <laughs> yeah. they can be very condescending. And so, yeah, so, but I think being nimble and being willing to take on new things actually helps me grow and keeps my mind agile. And um, I, I just think in the end, I benefit the most from it. And I, it keeps things fresh and exciting and uh, it keeps work fun. And, you know, where you can sometimes get in a rut you know, I'm just doing the daily grind and I've never been, neither have you been one to do that. Like, I think we challenge ourselves all the time because that's what, that that's what gets us excited every day to get up and do it. Yeah. And well, um, I mean, there is, everybody has heard that the, you know, um, light that fire in your stomach. Mm-hmm. You need yeah. to have, you need to take one risk per day, right? Yes. And it could be the smallest risk 
uh, or it could be really large. And uh, you don't, we don't recommend big ones every day, of course. <laughs> but uh, th- then there's something wrong because, the, you know. Okay, well, so. I, yeah, back to yeah. the book. <laughs> well, it, well, we're still, you know, we're still we're within, still within the book. We are. We're yeah. applying it to real life. <laughs> exactly. Here's the thing. I, I moved to lesson three because I, I wanted to ask you this question. He wrote down the definition of a principle is a decision you make once and then live by. What was your, what did you think about that phrase? Old lies, new truth. You know, that's the chapter title. Yeah, I think, oh yeah, I thought that was interesting. I had to dwell on that for a while, what he was like truly getting at. Um, but I guess, you know, I kind of came to the conclusion. I do agree with him. I didn't look at it that way. I, I, I'll be honest. That's not kind of how I broke things down, but I think that's true. Like, even if we take something like integrity, right? Like what does integrity mean to me? Um, most people have a common definition, but I do think integrity means something a little different to all of us. Um, you know, I have defined a long time ago certain things I'm not willing to do because it just means that I can't look myself in the mirror. Um, And so I've lived by those principles my whole life. And even when I take on, I don't care, I'll be honest, like most people probably aren't this way, but even if I get into a career and they challenge something that hits on my integrity principle i'll take a demotion i'll go backwards i'll find another job Uh, i will not compromise you can't buy my integrity you can't pay me more money to lie for you you can't pay me more money to do things i don't see you know is ethical and you you just can't buy that on any level from me. Other people, their their boundaries or their principles are different, and mm-hmm. they'll take promotions and things, and they they'll compromise certain areas because they're they're different. I won't. Um, and so maybe maybe that's what he's getting at. Um, I don't know. How did you see it? I thought that was a really interesting way to put it for sure yeah um i had to think about it as well but i think it has something to do definitely with your own personal value system and 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 i'll say this um i've said this before even for those people who are uh listeners who are working and contemplating and changing jobs or whatever or something right or is currently in a position where they just love being there um my value system at one point and you and i have talked this about this before and it's still true to this day the second my personal value system is not resonating with the company's value system if things change, the principles in the company changes or the mission changes or they're not true to their mission is the day that I know that it's time to go. 
And um, that's a lot. That's a that's a big learning thing for a lot of us. Um, I think, especially women, because we we have um, we like to give things, you know, second chances, five, five fifth chance, oh, tenth yeah. chance. Because we're mean, like we're on. so invested. We're like I've invested yes. so much time into this. We stay yes. at the party too long, is what I always say. Yes, <laughs> yes, and that. And that is that 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 I took that as as what it at least for me that's what it meant mm-hmm. is that when that that principle and I want to change it because it does not resonate with my own personal value system anymore. I need to make a change. And once I make that change, once it's like in in my mind and my 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 brain, I gotta I gotta do it. I, yeah. I can't back down. I gotta do it. No. Yeah. Um, and. And that that's it. I I live by it. That that's just the I'm way. Kind it of is. The same way. Um, I'm the same way. And you know, I think that that facility, which is kind of interesting, because that facilitated me leaving, um, a job I had yeah. previously. Yeah. Um, I could see that the values and what was being articulated to me when I asked some very poignant questions did not line up with my value system as well. And I was like, I'll never be happy here because you're asking me to compromise myself. Yes. And I think, um, you know, I think that's, that's probably why too i took um several months to i kind of wish i'd had this book then if you want to know the truth oh me too <laughs> me too you know 20 something years ago it would have been great to, to go through um, but you know what that's the thing it's like we were not in the right we, were, we probably we were weren't ready for it yeah but i so. think okay so you know one of the things i think you know once you realize once you acknowledge some of the lies you tell yourself, and you know, I, I've said on other podcasts with you that our internal dialogue, especially as women, could be so abusive. We're so abusive to ourselves. We're we're just internally so hard. We beat ourselves up. Um, but once you and I think we feel so much shame around it. That's why we always keep it inside, right? We don't like we don't even often tell our best friend, you know, how much we beat ourselves up. I think, you know, sometimes we share a little bit, but it's like the tip of the iceberg, right? But this workbook really made me like put the shame aside. You can't fix anything when you're hiding from yourself. Um because it doesn't really hide. It just buries deeper and causes more damage. So put the shame aside, just own it, put it on paper, look at it because, you know, from there, I could, when I was going through, you know, this next, you know, chapter, um, you know, he says only the truth can set you free. Well, isn't that the fact right so you can't, <laughs> <Isn't> that, yes, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> you can't redeem your thinking when you don't own it yes so i just that's uh, right so i kind of i I spent time on that anyway trying to oh you know figure out what did i want and then you you have the power like what do you want to change and what don't you want to change 
Absolutely. Sorry, I think my video is going. Oh yeah, nuts it is. That. It's going nuts on you. <laughs> Enjoying our shows and can't get enough of us? Follow us on Instagram at Voice America Talk Radio and see what we're cooking up for you. Third Eye Bio LLC marries expertise from across several fields to create a novel platform that assists startup, small, and mid-cap companies attempting to break into the fast-paced biotech sector. With over 30 years in the biotech and life science industries, they have the experience, knowledge, and relationships to help architect and guide your company's goals and initiatives. They have developed a comprehensive approach, each being led and managed by seasoned industry professionals, covering all the necessary elements needed for new company success and market breakthrough. Creating Presence with Dr. Sandra Bloom and Sarah Yanisi explores the catastrophic consequences of human biology and psychology colliding with our political, civic, and economic systems. They investigate innovations across the human service sector that are helping to change our course and to restore our collective social health. Creating Presence with Dr. Sandra Bloom and Sarah Yanisi. Wednesdays at 9 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Friend us on Facebook to keep up with what's empowering the world. Voice America Empowerment. You are listening to Women, Life, and Science. Have a question for Cecilia or her guests? Email Cecilia at Cecilia.zh at WLScience.com. Now back to the show with Cecilia. That's okay. It's all good. Oh, my God. So, oh, there you are. There, we can see you again. Okay, so uh, I'm going to go to part two. Okay. Um, the rewire principle. It says, rewire your brain, renew your mind. And I, I'm going to read the rewire principle bullet points. Recognize the ways your neurological wires have gotten crossed <laughs> based on the conditioning and repetition of past events. Identify the mental ruts that have become your default patterns for your thoughts and perspective. Understand how a trench of truth based on God's word can change your thoughts. Create your own trench of truth that protects your mind and redirects your thoughts. Appreciate the importance of uh ruminating on God's word in order to renew your mind, learn to meditate and ruminate on truth from scripture in order to redirect your thoughts and remind yourself that what God says is true. And lesson four is about the crossed wires and circular ruts, man, talk about we're, we're so stubborn as, as, as humans, because we want to make a change. We want to make things better. But man, we we like to go in circles <laughs> repetitiously, yes, <we> do. right? <laughs> for sure. Yeah, we're our own worst enemies for sure. Oh, um, and and 
you know, it says in the air, if we want to win the war in our minds, we have to be willing to rewire our thought patterns and rewire our brains. And it's, it's, it's that willingness to change. If we want to change, it's that willingness to change, but also giving ourselves permission to change at the same time, forgiving ourselves for those that we we know are bad habits or whatever it is, right? Um, uh, I think I think there there is there has to to be a lot of that happening at the same time. Yeah, I mean, I think it gets back to you know truth, right? Truth with yourself. I mean, nobody you can do this behind closed doors for yourself, but I think we have to recognize just part of the human fallacy makeup and the way that our neurons and stuff get wired in our brain, which is scientifically proven, is a lot of things, a lot of belief systems are conditioned in us from a very young age. Um, They're based on where history is at the time, what the belief systems were then. I mean, I can remember you know, my mom really struggled because she came up during a time women weren't allowed their own bank account. Uh, you couldn't get a credit card without your husband's signature. If you were single, too bad you weren't getting that. Um, I mean, can you imagine being single and trying to work and you can't get a bank account without a male signature? So you have to, you know, I mean, so I remember my mom going through that too. Yeah. 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 It shapes your belief system in what, where your power is, uh, what you can do. And I think, um, and you don't realize it. They're like subtle things that that shape you along the way. And I think one of the things I did like about this is you really, if you're willing to get uncomfortable, you really can reshape and reprogram everything about yourself and sh- and it will foster external results that changes what comes to you and what the universe delivers your way it's the law of attraction right yes yes or or uh, homeopathic medicine is another one that i thought uh would be similar would be you know like like heals like like attracts like right yes um and 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 the um changing the pattern of how you're thinking about certain things when you're uh in the law of attraction when you say you don't want to be that you're placing focus on that that you don't want and so you're and then you're starting to attract that to you and which is kind of a a, a, the in, in some in some ways is a little backwards, you know, thinking, yes, but it's yes. actually true. It's like, it is. heals like, like attracts like, and, you know. Well, and I if think- you, if you take in some of the energetic things that have been talked about on your show as well, like, and we do know you can put human beings on a pet CT and we do know we exude energy. We have energy fields. So negative thoughts are low vibrational. They're yeah. and low vibrational is often much more powerful sometimes. So if you're low vibrational, um, negative traits tend to attract and um, 
connect with negative traits and create this euphoric feeling yeah um that is what you think yeah which you think is great but it's yeah. really not be you because like yeah. I, I used to say oh people like to bond around pain they like to oh she yeah. had the same pain as me and i'm yeah. like oh that's not i don't i want to bond on a different i want to bond on more the high vibrational levels yeah. because although it's a little slower you don't get that euphoric right off it's sustainable and it changes your life differently and i think you know the other thing this book helped me understand because i had read can't hurt me by david goggins who was an ex-navy seal the thing about the military that a lot of people don't realize boot camp's all a mental game it's a complete yeah. mental game to reshape you like what a lot of people don't know i was i'm not athletic at all i couldn't yeah. play basketball i tripped over myself i couldn't play tennis I, I couldn't run they thought i was tall so they would try to have me do track i would trip and break my leg on the stupid hurdles like so when i got to boot camp i could not run i couldn't even do one push-up not a one push-up and when so when i told people i was going in especially my family it they laughed hysterically they were like you can't even do a push-up and they were right i couldn't and so but i was so determined to win that mental game and this which then shapes your physical believe it or not like why everybody else was asleep i would be doing planks all night trying so that the next day i could do two push-ups and before i hit muscle fatigue and collapsed and he would be like yeah. you know the drill sergeant would be like you're never gonna make it you know but by the time i left i could do 200 push-ups in two minutes and when i read david goggins book you know he he reconditioned his whole body and changed his mindset he went from being extremely obese to getting accepted and into the military fit enough to get in the military and then outperforming so he and he failed many times he didn't get to be a seal <laughs> and right he off. became a navy seal yeah yeah and he yeah. ran on broken legs which i do not recommend that like when i read that part i'm like okay dude crazy not running on broken legs but i now think i get it like the mind the body is lazy the mind has to tell the body what to do because yes. of, you know, Pastor Greg Gershel's book. I get, I think I get the mindset on a whole different level than I, sure. I mean, I think we always all knew a little bit. We have to have our mind in the right thing. But I used to always say weight loss starts in the mind. Like, like when people want to lose weight, I'm like, weight loss starts in the mind. If you're not ready mentally, you can go to the gym every day. You can try to eat right. Your body won't release it because your mind is it's not, sabotaging. It's not connecting. Yeah. The, yeah. The, the, the mind is a powerful, powerful organ. It really it's is. so powerful. It, yeah. And so, you know, sometimes, like, this is the trick I use. Um, like, even 10 minutes of exercise releases endorphins and it starts changing your mindset. Changing your mindset is a process though. So a lot of times when you're creating your tasks of things you want to do, or even when you're working through his workbook of questions and you pick one you want to do, 
just know it's a metamorphosis that's going to happen. And it's not going to happen on day one. It's like, oh, I don't like that. I'm changing it tomorrow. Boom, tomorrow it's gone. It's not. It's going to be these little tiny baby steps every day that you do. And if you do them every day for a year or more, you're going to start over the years seeing the slow metamorphosis reshape you. Here's the quote from the book. The more you do something, the more natural it becomes because you form the neural pathways in your brain. Yes. That's exactly what we're talking about. Yes. But, and, and here's here's another tie to science, I would say. Uh, not too long ago, I had a, a an interview. Uh, I, I interviewed on the podcast um, a scientific journalist, and he we were talking about messenger RNA and influencer uh, influencing RNA, or excuse me, interfering RNA, and the just the whole foundation of us, right? And how and and what within our DNA is the RNA, right? Yeah. And how it actually communicates in sending those messages to to respond to something is really the formation of everything. It's it's like it's like the brain. It, it's the brain that tells the body. You're gonna lose weight because you're doing this, and the more you do it, the more the more it becomes kind of a natural thing. And it's the same thing. It's a messaging. It's a messenger to the rest of our to body the, to your cellular function level. I mean, yes. when that University of Ohio a physical therapist did that study and showed that you could build muscle just by thinking about the contraction of the muscle vert against people who are doing the physical. I mean, that has to tell us that's like medical results that has to tell you that your thoughts can reshape every cell of your body if you know how to do that. I mean, it's yeah. quite an endeavor, right? But if our <laughs> thoughts are, really I know I'm, powerful, I'm kind of, <laughs> yeah, I'm kind of willing to like do that now. Let's see, I'm gonna have to like. Yeah, how, how well, am I we'll gonna tell Seth you know. uh, Lizzie that we're doing our mental workout. <laughs> oh my gosh! Okay, I'm I'm, I'm sorry, <laughs> Wendy. We're we're gonna we're gonna have to pause here because we're gonna continue the the rest the rest of the book as we're going through. But I think we really had uh, the beginning parts of a. a of a conversation of change when we want to make a change, it just doesn't happen just like that. Number one, it does require a plan. I love, I love Craig's, you know, workbook because he talks about it as a strategy. Yes. It's a, it's your own personal thought strategy. Yep. Mm-hmm. And it does and just like any strategic planning. You got to look at everything you got to do your SWOT analysis. Yes. Ah, yeah. You know, and then you have to write down what you're going to do and what your tactical approaches are. And I, and I just love that. And literally this workbook is writing down your tactical approaches. It is. Some positive changes. Yeah. Yeah. 
it's really, I think the questions, I probably wouldn't have come up with them on my own either. They really oh. challenge you to do a self-analysis at a level. I can honestly say for all the, and I've done a lot of self-analysis and I honestly haven't got there. I will tell you, I have a friend who's a clinical psychologist and sometimes I would say things like, oh, I will be, you know, um, you know, this in my career. And she'd say, Wendy, I want to challenge you to change the way you're wording that. Because if you say I am this versus I will be, that is a big difference. So she would say, you will change your neural pathway. And I didn't know what she was really talking about then until I really started reading um, his, you know, uh, Craig's book on uh, the neural pathways and how they form in our brain, our thoughts. But even something as simple as, you know, I will be versus I am. I am a person of integrity, you know, versus I will be a person of integrity. Those, that is a very different statement. So it is. our words and thoughts have, I mean, I think he really, when you start doing his kind of analysis, you're going to see things you probably didn't see within yourself before that you may want to change. You might want to go, hey, maybe this is what's been my, my block, my energetic block to things. Yeah. And with that, we're going to leave that. My last word is really for me going through this book, I'm going to have to go through it again. Um, it was it, the first, what we just went through really made me think and, and I was okay with it. I was really okay with having to go deeper um, into my own psyche right uh and going through this book because it because it did and writing it down it's so important to write it down it's okay yeah, this is your own made a personal workbook yeah. yes it, it really does okay thank you thank you wendy we will have thank a you. part two um uh, uh we, we we'll have a little bit of a we'll have to wait a few weeks because i'm traveling I know. um <laughs> I know. Uh, such a big meeting that's coming up but anyway <laughs> Thank you again. I appreciate you. Love, love the fact that you're that you joined us today and the next time and the next time. And um and we'll we'll see everybody uh, next week. Thank you. Bye-bye. Thank you, Cease. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of Women, Life, and Science. We hope Cecilia and her guests enlightened you as you walk your own path. 